He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a rat. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hello and welcome to week 66 of A Good Talk Spoiled. I'm Barry O'Hanrahan and this week Will is here again beside me. Hello everybody, great to be here. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with us on Twitter, we're at PodcastGTS or if you need more than 140 characters, you can catch uh, get us on our email address which is agoodtalkspoiled at gmail.com. Um, sorry about the issues with the iTunes feed last week. It kind of uh, made it difficult for the podcast to get to a lot of people. And it's always available on our Podbean homepage, which is a good talk com. I think I'll tweet it up anyway to keep, yeah. it, keep it relevant. Um, so, we can get our own game. Well, no, so. I just want to go back. Uh, I mentioned last week, and this has obviously got to do with the issue, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the issue with, with iTunes and whatnot, but uh, I did mention to anyone who's listening that if they wanted to follow me on Twitter, that they could. Will needs followers. Yeah, it's Will Griffith 308 so just get on it. You know, let's uh, let's get this party started. Yeah. I say loads of funny and smart and intelligent things about golf. I'm gonna do a James just Tumbleweed. Dead, dead, yeah, tumbleweed. <laughs> uh, so our own games. Our oh, own well, games. we have the President's Prize uh, the, on Saturday. The first sort of major of the year, I guess, in the club. Again, I'd probably call it like WGC status, maybe. Oh, it was or would it be a major? And like considering, so let's give you the background to this. That um, obviously, as a lot of people who are in the let's say the Dublin area will know that, and particularly in Ireland as well, that the weather over the last week. Has been terrible. It's the rain been, has been ridiculous. It's not been May like at all. It's been awful. no. I think we're getting punished for the nice March and April that we had, you know. Yeah. But um, anyway, so what happened was that our first major of the year, the President's Prize, uh, in order to get it played, and fair play to the club because that you know another club might have been closed, you know, mm. uh, they managed to get us all out, and uh, but the all bunkers were out of play, and there was placing everywhere. Now, in normal circumstances, you would imagine that that's going to make it easier for. Uh, the likes of myself and Barry, who are very capable golfers, um, off well, I'm off single figures. Barry's teetering on the borders of it. Um, that was just a little dig at Barry. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but unfortunately, we didn't uh, come anywhere near the prize, which was a 64 net, which is uh, seven under for our course. We we're par 71. Yeah, it was superb, and there was a lot. There were a lot of people under par that day. Like a lot they, of people. The placing. And as the day went on, the course kind of dried out a bit a as well. Bit, yeah. um, it was a lovely day. So it was beautiful. The green, I, had 17, the green, I had 70 net. Yeah, which good What score. did you have, Barry? Uh, 80 net. Oh. I had, yeah, my words. Did you remember to take your handicap? Was that? Yeah, I know. It was my worst <laughs> round of golf in a long time. Do you know what? I was just, I was, after my initial few hours of fury after my round of golf, it was my first round in about 10 days, so I was really eager to play well, and it just didn't happen. So after a few hours of fuming, I kind of got a bit... Uh, reflective on it and we, there was a time in my game when my worst game I would go out and shoot would be like 100 or 110 and now that's as bad as I can play and if that's a 90 you know, that kind of shows me I'm on to a new level oh, there hopefully. You go. So, um, I often think about that as well when I'm playing really really badly and I turn around and go okay you play really really badly and you came in with that score so if that's, yeah. a, if that's as bad as you can play you know, you're not doing too badly it's because it's just terrible. a game and it's just yeah. a hobby at the end of the day. And there's always going to be another game around the corner. So um, yeah. we've got a couple of games lined up this week. So looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. James James played very well. He yeah, he was 69. 69. Um, left a few out there. He was amazing with drive. 13 out of 14 fairways. Really impressive. Um, the putter was getting going. He's still getting used to it on the longer putts, but the short ones, he's just... Ripping well, straight into the middle of the hole is what you got to be doing. Yeah, so uh, what it seems like the trip to four golf and getting custom fit has really paid off in spades for him. Yeah, the greens are coming back lovely, and it's uh, yeah. looking forward to now if we can get a bit of nice weather. Which is, I'm sorry, I'm looking out the window here. Oh yeah, which is, it's, it's, nice, it's nice evenings here. Like, it's a lovely golfing now. You know? could be playing golf, but supposedly the forecast for tomorrow morning is rain. Then you know, then it's supposed to clear up in the evening time. So I have to play a metropolitan match tomorrow evening against. Yeah. It's actually Fox Rock. I thought it was someone else last week when I was talking about it 
It doesn't. Yeah. I'm playing at home, so it's, it wasn't like I was going to go to the yeah. wrong place. You're anyway. just going to have somebody to beat in front of you. Yeah, just just a person's going to yeah. be standing on the tee, whether they be 14 years of age or 84, I don't know. Yeah. And it'll just be a case of go out and beat them and hopefully All touch right. wood. That's the way to do it. So, on to a little bit of news. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on it because there's a lot to talk about on the Players' Championships. Uh, the Daily Mail um, and other news sources have now jumped in on the back of this. Uh, said that the reason Tiger Woods and Lindsay Vaughn split was because Tiger cheated on Lindsay. So, uh, I'd like to say, you know, that like, I'm going to turn around and say this and I know I'm incorrect, but a tiger never changes his stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he has obviously had history um, of it before. And, like, there was an article in the Daily Mail and just went through everything. And obviously, they were going back into previous articles, rehashing, grabbing paragraphs, and just pieced it all together into one of their fluffy pieces. I think so, the word uh, addiction was actually used a couple of times in the article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, kind of... Um, Anyway, look, it is what it is. You know, they're always going to just... He's the most famous golfer in the world. They're always going to try to drum up something about it to sell a copy. So, oh, of course. Um, on to actual golfing news. Um, Adam Scott is being very very stubborn, and he's going to stick with the anchored stroke until the ban comes in at the end of this year, which is a bit weird in my mind because when you look at the stats, it's just it's a no-brainer for him to just try change now. He's 192nd in the door in strokes game putting, and this is with the anchored putter, so... Yeah, I think he played with the short one for one, one and a half events. Yeah. So, I don't know. Look, he's obviously struggling a lot at the moment. And I'd say this kind of six, seven month limbo zone he's in now because he knows he's going to eventually have to change and he's trying to maximize the use of long putter. It's um, It can't be easy for him. I mean, if he was putting well with the long putter, then by all means, keep going with it and maximize its benefit. But the funny thing about it is that they were going over this one of the competitions there recently. Webb Simpson, I think, uh, did he, after the ban came in, he broke it? Snapped a shaft. Yeah. And then he went out and he nearly won a competition or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, you just... The whole thing about it is that you just got to be able... Like, we're all amateurs and we go out and we change our putters and whatnot all the time now. I know we're there in a different league and a different world when it comes to golf, but it, it's a mental thing for them. Yeah. You just got to be able to change your, your mindset and go, right, that's it. I have no option only to play with this. And what I have to do is I have to find... A short one that suits me. Yeah, certainly. I think Webb Simpson's way. We said before there a few weeks back. Oh, we did. Yeah. Something called the girlfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. I think she kept, she hung on to it in frame just because it won in the US Open. Yeah, yeah. The the Olympic Club. Club, Yeah. So, but look, everyone, each of their own. And, you know, you go out of things your own way and whatever works for them. I'm sure Adam Scott will sort it out eventually. He's a super talented golfer. The swing that he has is unbelievable. And... Ted Bishop is at it again. This is hilarious. So Ted Bishop was the the ex president of the PGA of America. Oh, um, yeah. He got he got canned for calling Poulter a little girl in a tweet last year, which is probably a bit of an overreaction, firing him for a tweet, which he immediately apologised for. But anyway, he whoa, whoa 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 just just to clear this up and clarify it, it was because of what he said in the derogatory fashion towards uh, women. That is why he... I know, but it was a name-calling thing. I mean, to get fired for that was... I thought it was a little bit harsh. He should have got a slap on the wrist or something. Or had to do a little girly slap. <laughs> there you go. Like, you're not going to get fired from the podcast for that. But, but no, but, he, but yeah, he knows, no. he, he's in such a sensitive position. position. Yeah, I know. That he has to be careful about what he's saying and to whom. Yeah, You yeah. know, um, in different scenarios. So, like, okay, maybe the punishment was a little bit severe, but... You know, you can't just be going around saying that kind of stuff on social media. Yeah, anyway, well, now, Sorry. now Ted's a free agent. He can just have a crack at, you know, in any way he wants. <laughs> so uh, he, after Ricky won the players there on the weekend, he tweeted, Ricky Fowler, the legend is made, only one overrated player left. Uh, this is in response to the anonymous poll of the PGA <laughs> Tour <laughs> pros, who kind of had Poulter and Ricky Fowler tied first for the most overrated player, players on tour. So Ian Poulter is never one to shy away from the uh, the Twitter fights. He came back, oh, Ted, 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 I thought you learned your lesson the last time. Obviously not. And post, and there was a load of Ryder Cup-style trophy emojis there. So, yeah. Um, Poulter is still living on the on the Ryder Cup uh, bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, well, he's... Um, I really thought he was going to come good for the last... Like, I've been holding my breath for Poulter. He's... He's, he's nearly there. He's a form. The last few months, he's been playing an awful lot better. You know, since he's gone to the, you know, he's got the tightest clubs now. And uh, look, he might, he might do it. He might not this year. You know, but he's certainly playing better. And sure they all thought Ricky Fowler would never do, it and he did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the way he did it. Hey, sorry, we'll get to it. We're very close to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
just to yeah before we get to that we'll go to the european tour first so that was the afrasia bank mauritius open which was a trice sanctioned event between the european asian and sunshine tours it was an inaugural event and took place uh, down in the heritage golf club in mauritius and george could defeated torbjorn Olison on the second playoff hole sorry who torbjorn Olison. no who is it george who Oh, Cortez. Cootsie? Cootsie. Cootsie. <laughs> one of our, it was a John, uh, one of our followers on the, I'll find it now. He pronounced second. He was it. tweeting yeah, it. Yeah, he tweeted yeah. us the, um, I thought you were right. Cootsie. Uh, Cootsie. Cootsie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd say it depends what part of South Africa you're from as well. Uh, as to how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or Dublin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. But you're John, looking at John, the two. John Caulfield tweeted us saying, yeah. yeah. But you're looking at the two, you know, the cream rye rose to the, to the crop or to the top <laughs> how difficult was that to say yeah. the cream rose to the top in that competition like they were the two uh, they were probably two of the highest ranked golfers and if you looked at the betting and the whole lot they were probably right up near the very top the two, they, they took advantage of a weakened field yeah. and uh, George because they had won for the second time this season now, yeah. so uh, a win is a win. Absolutely. Look, you gotta beat who you gotta you can only beat who's out there you know, competing against you. So uh, very well played to George. Um the one that really caught our attention this week though was the players' championship. It was absolutely epic. Uh gripped me from the start. Um more you know, probably as well because they had a couple of bets on and they got going to you know, they got off to good starts at Ricky Fowler and Bill Haas. So that, that kept me super involved the whole way through. Of course. Um, right down to it, like, you know. Right down to it. Sunday was probably, that was one of the best golf tournaments I can remember Did now. Bill Haas, now, pardon my ignorance here, right? Did Bill Haas three-put the par 5 16th on the way home on the Sunday? No, he three-putted the par 5 second. Uh, he was 40, 41 foot away. I remember watching, I was on my phone and um, just checking it on the way home from work. I was on the PJ Tour app, you know, the shot tracker. And yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, great, he's on the par five and two. Two, two puts yeah. for a birdie, off he goes, and he three putted it. So that was one of the little tiddlers he missed. He missed another two but he was or on two. 16 and two as well, and he had a makeable put for Eagle. Oh, he did, it was maybe 10 or 12 foot. Yeah, it was a bad effort. But he missed another tiddler early on in the round. So, I mean, if it wasn't for that, he's got it done. But, I mean, look, the, there were 30 players within five shots of the lead uh, you know 30 players in five shots of each other at the start of the fourth round so there are 29 guys there going what happened to me on Sunday I had a great chance to win you know so it wasn't you know Bill Haas wasn't the only one but he, you know he was there at the death and had a chance playing the 18th came up she played a pretty poor approach shot to 18 came up just a little bit short of the green but you know had a chance to make a birdie to get into the playoff and he missed that and it was even one shot less the finishing the, the 12 under like even McElroy, I always managed to turn it back on to McElroy. Mm-hmm. But McElroy even said in his commentary after his third round, which yeah. didn't go all that, you know, it wasn't bad. He didn't play any. He didn't have a bad round of golf. It's just he wasn't at the same level as other guys. But um, he said that they said, "What do you need to do to win tomorrow?" And he said, "I think I need to go out and shoot sixty-five. And that would have won it. That would have won it. As it turns out, yeah. Uh, like the the final round to me, like it felt a bit weird. It kind of it's. It simmered very gently at the beginning, and it only seemed to really pick up steam when the leaders or the final groups were approaching the the turn. Now, I don't know if it was the same for you, but that's what it felt for me. The excitement just seemed to kind of go up notch, notch at a time, notch at a time, notch at a time. You know, the ninth was a very exciting, but it was a really good par five. I think the ninth is a great hole. You know, oh, it's too. Uh, it's, it's it was almost impossible. I, I I think I saw over the four days. I think I saw. Three golfers making it two onto the green. Yeah, yeah. I think there was what happened was there was that big. Sorry, did I? I didn't interrupt you there. There was a big tree in the middle of the fairway or something like that. Just yeah, it was a doggy leg. You had to get around the trees. You had to draw it in around the tree from two hundred and fifty yards. And then your shots coming in with extra speed and bounce because it's got draw spin. Of course, you know through a narrow throat of the green. it's a really good hole. I mean, yeah. you have to hit an epic shot to give yourself a good eagle chance. But there were bunkers, you know, green side. So if you got into the right bunker, you have a chance to so you're up and down from the sand, which is where the pros prefer to play. But there were some really cool, like, hills there in front of the hole as well that oh, yeah. made a fool of a lot of the players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you remember? Did grippy you, Bermuda glass. Like, grass. I, um, again, like, there's, it's always great to see this, but... It's terrible to it's terrible to see it, but it's great to see it because they're in competition mode. You want to see players winning or whatever. But 
Um, McElroy hit on the ninth, um, a drive down 324 yards down the fairway, had 240 yards left, hit a three iron, and he was pin high on the right-hand side in the rough mm. um, with a second. And I said to myself, okay, well, sure, listen, it's a guaranteed birdie. He could even chip it in. Did you see what happened? Yep. He missed the ball. Yep. He actually missed the ball. For all of us out there that do this on a Saturday, Sunday, Thursdays, whatever, it makes you feel so much better when the number one golfer in the world does it as well. And you can turn around to yourself and go, hey, I'm not all that bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it do, it's it's a sick, twisted way of viewing it, but it does, you know, you realise he's human and you go, well, if he can do it, then, you know, maybe I shouldn't get so angry if I don't get my chip shot within, you know, over a bunker from a downslope to within, like, yeah, six yeah. foot. Yeah, like, you, you know? see what he did? He didn't throw the club down the ground. He didn't smack it. He literally, straight away, he, like, I actually was a little bit going, walk away, take a second, take a second. Mm-hmm. He literally just stood up there. Went back at it again. It probably worked out better for him because the ball went a little bit lower to the ground because the the grass was holding it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually went down because he had taken half the course with him and he stitched it to about a foot and got away with his par. But it was a birdie chance and that's the difference between like 800 and 900 and then you birdie the 9, momentum. the 10th, the 11th, then you're into the second par 5, you know. So it was a momentum builder and... It was a shame because that could have changed things. Yeah, that shows the great mental strength these guys have. For you know, ninety nine percent of the time, you get the opportunity to blow ups here and there. But I mean, he just immediately forgot about it and said, "What's my next shot?" And I need to do as well as I can with this shot. Yeah, uh, it's a good lesson for us all to follow. There's two parts that he could have literally turned around after he hit that shot and went to my competition's over. Yeah, well, he's he's world number one. He's not. He's not. That's not in his makeup. I don't think to just give up. Like he's always trying to win. The whole way along. Yeah, but we could turn around and bring up the stat that like there have been other um, world number ones who never won majors. Like yes. Messi and Luke Donald and the whole lot. You don't necessarily have to be a winner. No, that's true. To be the world number one. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of players who were winning just one tournament. Jordan Spieth's ranking was insane. Uh, it was really high before he won the Masters. Now, obviously, it's even higher again, but he was very highly ranked because of just consistently... Oh, yeah. Now, that seconds, was before this seconds. year now when he went first. But he had won a second th- first. Yeah. You know, consistent play gets you up Well, if you think about it, it was Wells Fargo. Was it Wells? No, it was the Farmers, was it? That he chipped in and yeah. won the competition mm-hmm. in order to get his... his, uh, his to tour card, yeah, in seven events. Yeah, <laughs> it took him a long time to get seven it. Seven events. And he came in as a sponsor's guest, like, you know... Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that the thing that kind of killed Rory this week, he said he didn't put that well. Ah, oh, he's putting so, terrible. Um, he, exactly. he was terrible. He actually terrible. lost a half a stroke to the field on average, so it was it wasn't a great week putting for him. And you know, to be only what four shots off to play off, that's half a stroke. And he could have missed himself, enough. like you know, yeah. the kind of way. he was on for he was on for big scores on certain days, and he just couldn't get the ball into the hole. Yeah. And we've all felt that way at times. You know, the difference is that. Well, we're going. He's going for sixty sixes, and we're going for nineties. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. sometimes eighties if we're lucky. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay. Look, let's let's talk. Let's talk through the the guys who nearly got it done. So we've, we've gone kind of gone through Bill Haas, his putter let him down on the Sunday. Uh, yeah. He'll be very disappointed to finish one shot off. Like he had great opportunities, but you know, despite his struggles early on, gave himself a chance with that eagle opportunity on sixteen, and you know, had a chance on eighteen. So. He'll be disappointed, but it's um, it's good to see Bill Haas back playing well. Yeah, uh, he's a nice golfer, and he was voted the most underrated player on tour. Really? Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's, he's not a real kind of flashy guy at all. He's just great. You know, just goes about I his like business. Him. I do. He's a good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid. Yeah, and being a what's his name? Butch Griffith here. But, but, yeah, yeah, Butch Griffith. <laughs> but actually, the funny thing that I spotted there on um, the the web during the week. And now that you mentioned Bill Haas and. You bring us back to the presents after this because I'll, mm. I'll bring us off. But he, due, after his finish on Sunday, it's actually now brought him into the last qualifying spot for the American President's Cup team. Oh, yeah. And his dad is the manager. So he yeah, wants to get on the team. He wants to. So he yeah. has to now. If the team was picked today, he'd be on the team. Mm. But it's not. So he has to try now because one of his goals, one of his dreams is just to be on the President's Cup team that his dad is managing. Oh, that's cool. That's so, like, what a great position to be in to be able to do that. Yeah, because I don't know whether his dad could pick him as a wild card. It might seem a bit... A little bit favourite. Yeah, although he is playing well, you know, but still yeah. it might be construed or seen as yeah. <clears throat> being favouritism. So at the moment he's qualifying. 
So watch this space. Well, I'm going to keep an update and see how he gets on over the next few weeks before the President's Cup team is picked. Mm, so good. go for Bill. Go Bill. Go Bill. Yeah, I like Bill. Um, ben Martin will be gutted. I mean, he... Oh. He did a lot of really good things on the Sunday to shoot 70. You know, kind of, he was a little bit out of kilter on the front nine. You know, made a couple of bogeys towards the end of the front nine, and then got to the turn and obviously went right. Listen, nothing to lose here. That I'm going for it. Birdies 10 11, couple of pars, makes a bogey on 14. Bounce back, of course. Bounce back ability is the most important factor on tour, it seems, on Sundays because you need to get back on the tra- that horse when you've dropped a shot. So he goes and birdies 15, 16, 17. Sitting there, all he needs to do is make a par to get to get on get in on twelve under, and unfortunately he makes a bogey on eighteen. He's going to be gutted, but a great week for him. Um, good kid, good kid. Like that yeah, kid. great kid, great kid. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's gonna go far. Um, so onto onto the three guys who made it into the playoff. Kevin Kisner, he had a great performance there in Harbour Town a few weeks ago. In second, did he? Yeah, and honestly. He's sort of he's just snuck under the radar a bit recently, but you know after first round seventy three went sixty seven, sixty seven, sixty nine, and coming down the stretch, you you know you kind of feel, you know he's a new you know newish to, to these kind of upper echelons of leaderboards. I felt like I was like, look, surely there's a bad shot coming in here somewhere from nerves, but my God, he just every shot was just really Bang. really good, like solid, you know hitting the ball flush. So you know bogey free back nine with three birdies, man, and you know he's going to be so. Like he's going to be happy with his performance, I think, but he's going to be a little bit gutted because his birdie attempt on 18 in regulation went right over the edge of the hole. I know, yeah, yeah. So, look, it was, and, you know, it was great performance. But again, like, you know, this guy is only new, you know, the kind of way it's a scenario where I know you could probably turn around and show me a stat that he's been around for about three or four years, but at, at this level, He's, he's only new, you know. The yeah, contending stuff. at the high contending level. Contending at the highest level. Yeah. And he's becoming a regular kind of name now, mm. you know, the way. Um, yeah, and obviously players have good seasons, players have bad seasons, and I hope this is a good season for him. And, you know, second place is a good, good result. It's a lot it's of money. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of everything. It keeps yeah, his card. It's pretty much locked up his tour card. Yeah, it's locked so up his tour card, pretty much. Like, you know, yeah, there's another 40, 50 events. Well, that's he has two to seconds he's had. Yeah. Can I, so, you know, he's pretty secure. He strikes the ball so well, looks so relaxed, calm. You know, like, the, that's the one thing I notice about these golfers is they just, they maybe it's like a duck on water. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, they just look so cool. Certain players give it away. You know, like, Garcia gives it away. But that guy, I didn't see him do one. Good or bad yeah, just, response, just like kept, you know, the he just kept a level playing field, like you know. I mean, even in the playoff, he was solid. You know, made, made he had a chance to birdie on sixteen. The the three lads all had a chance of birdie on sixteen. They hit a great shot on seventeen, made his birdie there, and forced Ricky to have you know because that puts huge pressure on Ricky then yeah. to make his putt to match him because then you know at least Ricky's going there and going if I match this guy in eighteen, I'm probably continuing the play. I'm continuing yeah. the playoff. You know, bar some craziness from Sergio. So, you know, forces Ricky into holding his putt. And then, you know, the two of them make um, their pars on 18 when Sergio, you know, didn't make it. He ended up making a five on 18, so he was well out of it then by that stage, stage, you know. Um, know, Poor Sergio, his putter killed him this week. He, uh, I think I read a style on the the PGA Tour website, he missed 16 putts inside a 10-foot this week. So, I think he snapped his previous putter and went through two different putters and two different grips this week. So it, it showed, like it just says a lot about how great a golfer he is that to, to put that poorly and to still get in the playoff and have a chance to win the players. So, um, and again, it's it's yeah. a scenario where it's horses. I, I you know I don't want to keep on saying the same things, but it seems to be horses for courses. Like you know, Sergio's won there before. Yeah, he seems to be always challenging, and it's like he never feels like he's out of it. You know, the kind of way it's he, he knows what he can do down the stretch because he's done it. I often feel that's a big motivator when mm-hmm. you know that you've had a good, a, a, a good, I suppose a good race there, you know, and it, it helps when you're coming down there that you it just gives you the confidence. Of course, it yeah. it's a big confidence booster to know. It's like going out to the club that you played in your whole life and going, okay, I know I to play. I could play mm-hmm. this with my eyes closed if I could play good golf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it helps you, if I keep it open. But. Keep the eyes open. Yeah, but look, at the end of the day, for Sergio, it is. It's just another mental scar, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just. There seems to be this inevitability or of doom or catastrophe coming to him when he gets into the contention in these events. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen, Sergio? Now, and you know, he hit that poor tee shot on 17 in regulation, 
and then steps up and holds that 40 odd footer you know oh, really, that was such a good putt I was and even just his face afterwards cursing him when he hit oh you were cursing him of course but I was just watching his face like you know it was like it, it, was, it was a moment of like I expected to get it but I didn't expect to get it yeah, yeah. He looked exactly. around as in to say, I don't know how to celebrate this because it's not over. I'm still going down the 18th. That's just mm. got me back to level, you know, level 12s, let's say, you know. Yeah. So I he still have to do something. Yeah, the new 12 was the number at this stage. So I just got to 12. Yeah. So it was a case of like, I'm not going to run around the green like an idiot, you know, celebrating a putt that, you know. So he literally just stood there and I watched him. He, was just, he just had the fist, mm. you know, down by his side. And it was like, yes. Uh, a little bit, you know, I should maybe shouldn't have got it, but like, should these pros expect to get everything, you know? So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, we've had to, he could probably have 30 or 40 chances from there and he'd only make the one and he just happened to pull it out of the bag at that time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, gave himself a chance to win it in regulation. Yeah. I suppose before you go any, uh, any further to the actual, I suppose, the love off that we, we might potentially have now in the next couple of minutes yeah. about the winner, but, um, there was actually a good, a, a few good comments about the playoff structure. The three-hole um, playoff. Yeah, because it was the first time that it's been done in the players' history. Now, it's yeah. been done in, a, <clears throat> in other competitions, but it was the first time it was done there. And it was actually, um, the comments came out from, the, what I saw was from <coughs> Kisner and Garcia, mm-hmm. who both turned around. And now maybe Fowler, obviously Fowler's not going to complain about it. Not at all, no, yeah, no, no, no. But it was nice to see the two people who lost uh, turn around and kind of going that... They agreed with the format. They yeah. thought it was a much fairer way that it wasn't just decided on one hole, uh-huh. and it gives people an opportunity also for the fans. You know, that can wait. It builds the drama. It builds the drama, doesn't it? You know, can wait. Now you could be out of it after one hole, but you still have a chance. Rather than if it was in a one hole play, hole playoff, that's you're gone. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 for some reason, I hadn't heard it throughout the week, and you know, through late on Sunday, you know, on the back nine, you're like, oh yeah, and if it goes to a playoff, it's a three hole playoff. So I fist pumped. I was like, yes, I yeah. love that. <laughs> So this is great, like, yeah. and what, like, what a great three holes to have it on as well. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, the sixteenth is a great eagle opportunity. You know, let's let's, let's get on. Let's get on to Ricky. Oh, let's you know, go for Ricky. Let's go for, you know, he hit a great shot into sixteen. Oh, you know, which was it uh, reminds me a lot again of, a, and I, again, I don't want to go back to McIlroy and the. But do you remember five. the eighteenth hole in Dubai, where he hit that three wood onto the par five? The green, like literally, all he had to land it on was, a, a, um, uh, I don't know what, what would you call it, a saucer. Yeah, and, and he did a three wood from two hundred and forty yards with water everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what water? What water? Yeah. But like the height that he got on the ball, I, Fowler's shot. It was the pretty much the exact same. Yeah, how they managed to stop the ball? He got, he got a not look. He got a nice little kick. Yeah, out a lovely of the ball. kick. Yeah. But, you know, when you're that brave and you're going for it, you sometimes you deserve a little rub of the green, you know, a little bit of a But nice these guys kick. know exactly, you know, how far they can hit a ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, said, he said he pushed it a tiny bit, but, you know, so what? Like, you get lucky sometimes. You have to get lucky sometimes oh. to win tournaments. So, like, Rick, Ricky, Ricky's round doing very flat front nine. He made yeah. bo- opening, bo- opening, opening bogey on the first hole. Birdied then the seventh, but pars all the rest of them, and then you know he gets bogeys ten. Bogey's ten yeah. then. So he's miles back at this stage. I think he's seven seven hundred at that stage. No, is he six? He's back to six hundred at that stage. He's so like six hundred for the back seven, six holes. He's way out of it, like at this stage. Um, one of my friends no, found out that he was matched at eight hundred on Betfair at that stage when he was like whatever the five six Sorry, hours back. You say matched at eight hundred seven hundred ninety nine to one. No, yeah. You could get him at seven hundred ninety nine to one on Betfair. Yeah, we need to get you on Betfair like we got James on Betfair. No, so, <laughs> you know, look, the, obviously these things, you know, you could be throwing money at these shots forever yeah, and yeah, ever yeah. and ever, and they never pay off. But like he's miles back at this stage, and um, he made. He said he made a really great par save on twelve. He was in trouble uh, in the bunker off the tee. And yeah. he, that, he said that was a real kind of turning point. And I was like, okay, great, great save. You know, let's see what we can do on the way in. And my God, what did he like? What did he do? He went birdie par, birdie eagle, birdie birdie to finish. It was the, what did they say? The best finish that's been in history. The best finish of the Players Championship in history. Yeah, he played the last four holes in eleven shots. There's been many, many, many holes in my life that I've played in just eleven shots for the one hole. You know, it it was absolutely phenomenal what he did. Will's, Will's just stunned here, you know. <laughs> Looking all googly eyes, thinking about failure. I'm trying to count up the last four holes in Glen of the Downs to see what the actual power of them is. It's 
five, five, three, four, four, five, three, four, four. That's yeah. what, sixteen shots. So it's it's the exact same. There's a four, a five, a three, and a four. Yeah, it's all so it's the same. And he went around an eleven. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, just five, just five under for the four, four holes. You know, it's standard. So but like, oh, but like some of the shots he was playing, it was amazing. The seventeenth hole was, uh, you know, was amazing for him on Sunday. You know, he birdied it, birdied it, birdied it. Yeah. He birdied it five times out of six this week. And the three yeah. tee shots on 17 that he played on Sunday were all inside seven foot. It was amazing. Super close. And I think he must have loved it because his, his one in regulation, he put to, let's say, seven foot as we were looking, as the TV was looking at the hole yeah. on the left-hand side. So he still had the downhill put. Exactly. Now, when he came to play it in the first round of the playoff, yeah. he hit it exactly at the same spot. I know. So he knew the exact line. I don't know whether he meant it, pulled it, yeah, pushed it, 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 it whatever. It was as close as. It's as yeah, close as the there. Same. And then, of course, in the other one, didn't he put it to the le- left-hand side of the hole? Well, this this was the most impressive shot of his. You know, the one on 16 was amazing, but like the one uh, when I went to sudden death against Kisner, after Kisner hit it into like 15 foot, yeah. Kisner shot just came up, actually came up a little bit short and then sprung forward and yeah. ran out to 15 foot at the back of the green. But Feather knew, like, look, he's got a great chance to, to make a birdie. So this was the most pressure-packed shot, I'd say, of his entire career. And he stood up and he absolutely stitched it. Like, you know, See, it was, you it was to, ridiculous. You have to wonder, right? And this is where I think about it. Like, you know, what's going through his head at that moment in time, right? You know, because there has to be, a, 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 like, no matter how strong a person you think you are, you know, in mentally, you mm. know, because like, they obviously are amazing at golf, right? That's not the case or the question. They obviously get lessons and whatnot to make it better and tweak little things, but it's a mental, it's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, Ricky, they were all saying, Ricky's on the way, Ricky's on the way, you know, top five in all the majors last year, he's on his way back, and then all of a sudden he hasn't performed at all, right? Mm. Now, I know there's a case of saying, I believe in myself, I believe in myself, but how... How difficult is it to believe in yourself when it, it just isn't happening? You know, that can always... So yeah. he's standing on the, the... Okay, whatever about the six, the last six holes, mm. that can happen. You get on a run, you get on the momentum. It's a different run for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're looking at maybe pars, mm-hmm. you know, whereas he's looking at birdies and eagles. But he's now got through the playoff because it was a three-hole playoff, so it was accumulative. Now you're into yeah. sudden death. Mm. So... All of a sudden, he's going, I haven't got rid of these guys yet. I've played the best golf I've ever played in my life, and I still haven't got rid of them, mm. right? Then he's thinking about the fact that his own uh, peers within the pro tour said he was one of the most overrated players on the tour. So that's it. And no matter how much he denied it this week, that's sitting in the back of his of head. Of course it is. Yeah. Now, that can be a motivator, yeah. and it can also be a, a, a killer. It's, it's, a double edge, it's a double-edged sword, sword right? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that he played his best golf... I'll come back to another thing afterwards, which I thought was brilliant. But you'd wonder what was going through. I'd love to know what was going through his head. Yeah, yeah. the monologue of it. Just within himself, or within yeah. his caddy. Like you know, you know, is it what the same way we'd say it? Like is in okay, you've picked the club, pitch and wedge. Just hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, take your time, breathe. You know, forget about those guys who said you're overrated. What's you his? Know. You know, I'd say like, what's his process? You mean like you know? Do, I mean, I guess that's why you have pre-shot routines is to try and normalize things as much as possible. And he's saying, you know. For, for all that we can see, he's gone through the same thing again. Yeah. His his two shots in the, the playoff on 17 were ridiculous. Pro Tracer tweeted them, uh, yeah, yeah. the two, and they're as close to identical as he could want for two shots. Yeah, yeah. It was just brilliant. Um, his, his two tee shots on 18 as well. The one in regulation on 18 was 50 yards past the no, average. Three, 336, I think, was yeah. one of them, and 326 was the other. 330, like he went in with 330 the, was the other. He went in with the wedge. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, look, the, the decision he made to go with Butch Harmon like a year and a half ago has meant and hugely paid off. But well, now, yeah, we're, now still, has, we're sitting yeah. here and now we're saying that it has because he's now a winner again. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you can't... I, th- I, th- I think he would have been vindicated in, in it regardless of winning or not because, you know, he did have those great performances in the majors last year. Everyone's given out about him not winning. But, like, he came up against, you know, he's... Top five in the, you know the four arguably the strongest fields of the year against the players who are playing their best golf you know in those strong events. So winning those events is even harder than it is to win uh, you know any of the other events. Oh, you know, a regular standard. No doubt. Event. And listen, I would have been on his on his team and, and saying like you know it's great to see you know like the contenders all this kind of stuff to the crown and mm. it's great to see the America the you know and and Rory and Ricky 
seemed to always have a great camaraderie, you know, the kind of way. So it was nice that they were buddies and stuff like that. What I'm saying is that, like, you wins, don't... Wins are the only validation. Exactly. And also, you know, if he was supposed to be the next big thing, why was he six, uh, 66 to 1 or 55 to 1 at the weekend? Because, like you said, correctly pointed out, he said a pretty poor start to the year. That's what I mean. But I, I, I was talking, when I was talking to Steve Bamford, um, a couple of emails back and forth, he, I was, he said, oh, who are you on this week? And I said, oh, I'm Ricky Fowler. So he seems, looks like he's coming along nicely the last couple of weeks, just seeing him on TV, you know, watching him play. So, I'm looking at some. He, he certainly was a 50, 65 to 1 shot because of his play this year. But, um, the six holes in the back nine, one of them. Look, yeah, looking to catch him, you know, high variance. Hey, you listen, you got to take those catches when you get yeah, them. Yeah, big time. You know, you spend time. all year wasting money, like, you know, and then all of a sudden you get a good one. It's not a waste of money, it's just a good sweat. Wow, your face changed there. That was very funny. No, no but I, like, I, I, I completely, like, I love Ricky Fowler. I think he's a great addition yeah. to the game. I think there's... You know, he's matured a lot himself, even from the young kid. But what I was going to say there was that um, it well, was lovely to see. And I know the competition wasn't even over at this stage. But I thought what was a lovely, lovely gesture was um, when Ricky came off the 18th green. Bubba Watson was there with his uh, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, congratulations. Oh, it was amazing. And the competition wasn't even over. He hadn't yeah. won the competition. It was like they all kind of, you know, this was like, this had been coming. Yeah, you know they're kind of they're waiting for something like this to happen. And they, nice buddy, delight, yeah. genuinely delighted. And also because he's such a nice guy, yeah. and like he's the kind of guy that you know is a genuine nice guy. Um, and then of course there was the the I think the beep gate with uh, Billy Horschel that happened uh, later on in the car car park. I was saying beep gate because there was a lot of uh, beep beep beep. Oh, what happened? Billy Horschel came up to him as he was walking to the practice area. He had just signed his card, and he was. Obviously, trying to get away from people. Yeah, yeah. So I think Billy Orshel came over and was pretty much going, uh, no, not in a bad way, as in like, I don't know, can we use bad language on the podcast? Let's go for it. Yeah, oh, yeah he was kind of like, "Fucking love you, man. I fucking love you. Oh, I'm was fucking Bob. You fucking, you know." And there was a lot of like, "Beep, beep, beep." Uh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't yeah. Wasn't I making a cup of tea? Like, yeah. That's br- Look, the reaction on Twitter was crazy. It was like pros, Tom Watson, Luke Donalds, like oh, Snedeker. There was a whole rake of tweets and an article on the PGA Tour website. All of them throwing huge congratulations at him. Like it's obviously he's massively popular on tour. Of course he is. And you could see, you could see it, like anyone who was congratulating him, like all the the officials in their jackets and the suits and everyone who were saying well done. You could see, you could read his lips. He was just saying appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. Oh, yeah. you know, just genuinely great guy and. Re- like, you know, Big fan of his and hugely happy to see him win. And, and I'm also a big fan of his girlfriend. Yeah, really. She is such a talented, talented model. <laughs> yeah. Her choice of clothes is a little bit non-golfing, isn't it? Though? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was lovely. She, yeah. was, she, was, she was very much there to support him and the whole lot. It was, was nice to watch. Certainly win the golf Oscar for best kiss of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting for someone, you know, like uh, for the the ass pat. <laughs> yeah, the, the ass pat, the duffer, ass, duffer, ass, ass yeah, That yeah, was yeah. what I couldn't think of who it was. Um, well, he's divorced now, so obviously yeah. <laughs> you don't grab your girl's ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she's firing out tweets on Twitter. It seems like anyone who's kind of used to be out with a golfer, you know, waits a certain amount of time and then fires out stuff onto Instagram or oh, Twitter, yeah. like, oh, I'm great. Like Lindsay Vaughn was firing out. Um, Stuff on her Instagram that she was at Disneyland, um, you know, having the time of her life. So, um, you know, life goes on, I guess. Um, yeah, but anyway, he's hardly sidetracked here. Right? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Ricky Fowler is great, and he like what he did on Sunday was brilliant. It was great watching. It was great to see. You know, it was lovely to see that someone coming through from the field. You know, because you were waiting for someone to do it, and it was a question of who was going to do it. Yeah, and then it was a case that. No, they were all happy to not do it, and then all of a sudden, when Ricky did it, everyone realised they had to do something. Yeah, you know, was, and that kind of spurred you know Garcia into it and to Kisner into it, and then you know it just kind of lit things up. Completely. Of course, it did. It really did. I, I had I had a, both my bets this week were Ricky and Bill Haas, and they're both on the win mark and on Betfair. So you know, early on, I'm like, okay, look, they're you know they're with a shout here, good stuff. You know, we can lay them off. But I said, I'll just sweat it out. So I think around the turn, the lads were nowhere. You know, Ricky's miles away, Bill's miles away. I've got no cash out at all, and 
So I'm like, oh, like my bets are gone. And then all of a sudden, you know, Ricky makes a birdie. I'm like, ooh, nice. Ooh. Ooh, nice, you know, good. Okay, let's make another one, you know. And he makes another one. Then he, then he pops in for Eagle. So I'm like, kind of going, yeah. oh, hang on a second. You know, so he's funny. already, he's a 10 then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A 10. So now the are 12. Yeah, now, now my bets are back alive again. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is great. You know, and so. then he birdied 17 and Garcia bogeyed. Yeah, and all, all of a sudden, to 11. and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, he's what, one, two shots clear at this stage almost? So it was two what, shots at one two, stage. Two, yeah. it was two shots at one stage. So now I'm sitting there going, I've got a cash out for like or the layoff option for most of the value to win. I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to get with it. Get to him because yeah. it's tough. They're the final holes. They're birdieable, but they're tricky enough. Um, so I didn't. I didn't lay off, and I had to sweat out the whole bloody thing there oh. because the lads started making birdies. My layoff, you know, I'd say your money was just going to come tumbling down, 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 tumbling down, tumbling down. So. Uh, I sweated it out the whole way, every bit of drama with the money on the line, oh. and and then when it got to the sudden death playoff, I had, I could have I could have uh, taken about half the winnings, half the potential winnings, yeah. But I I let it all ride on the line oh. on the sudden death, so <laughs> I had quite a substantial number, amount of money on a coin flip effectively oh, on seventeen. Wow. It was so rushed, so it was very well done, very exciting. Win. Yeah, it's nice. I'm going to invest in golf gear, which is the way to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the players. It was, I really enjoyed it. It was phenomenal. It'll be remembered, talked about, and highlighted, 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 reeled? Yeah, highlight reeled, I think. Yeah. Uh, for many, many years to come with that uh, phenomenal performance by Ricky and all the drama that went oh, with it. Oh, yeah. So, um, first time there was a three person playoff. Looking well. for, yeah, in the players, is yeah. it? Okay. Three person, three hole playoff. Look, I like three hole playoffs. I think they should probably roll them out to a few more tournaments. Yeah. I, I like the idea. I mean, there's, there's something you know, dramatic, extra dramatic about sudden death, but it's also extra brutal though. You know, one hole can decide a tournament after 72 holes. Especially such a big one. Particularly with a Great idea. Fair play to them for implementing it, you know, and I think that the three holes themselves really added to the drama. They're yeah. br- brilliant golf holes and I thought the uh, the course was uh, very good this year. They're going to make a little change to one of the holes I read. The, I think it's the 12th. is a kind of short par four with the hills on the left-hand side. Yeah, it's a bit of a wishy-washy hole. They're gonna make it a little bit shorter, get rid of the hills, make it a drivable par four, and then bring a little bit of water into play around it oh, as well. So I, I really like Risk that idea. Shots, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a good change, and it'll yeah. only make the court, make the stadium course the TPC Sawgrass even better. And the funny thing is, all those guys coming along will be going eleven uh, eagle opportunity, yep. twelve eagle opportunity, yep. thirteen birdie potentially. You know, so it's bringing in another. You know, I'll go for it now. Whereas you'll see the sensible golfer, you know, might actually just take out a, you know, five iron. It's great. It's 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 it's, it's going to make the back nine uh, that little bit better. Yeah. Um, so bring on the players next year. Great. Looking forward to it. Um, but before that, we have a few tournaments this week, and then for the next fifty weeks after that, before next year's players uh, on the LPGA Tour, they are back again this week. Now they're playing the Kingsmill Championship in Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, Pete Dye. Has another golf course in play this week after last week at Sawgrass. So, oh, yeah. Lizette Sass defends, and we'll give you a quick run through the top few in the, uh, the betting. So, Inby Park is 11 to 2, Lydia Coe is 6 to 1, Stacey Lewis 7 to 1. Oh my god, Hugh Kim. I don't know how James does this. 14 to 1, <laughs> Se Young Kim 16 to 1, Christy Kerr 16 to 1, Lexi Thompson 22 to 1, So Young Ryu 22 to 1. Hannah Jang, 25 to 1. Sandra Gall, 33 to 1. Pedersen, Nordqvist, and Munoz are 33 to 1 as well. And 40 to 1 the rest. Okay. Uh, I actually think Lexi Thompson has a win in her soon. Uh, another one of kind of caught bits and pieces of uh, the LPGA over the last few weeks. She seems to be playing very well, so I might throw a cheeky euro or two of my winnings from last week on her. Do you know the funny thing about that is that I... You know, you watch these things and all the time. I didn't realize it's her brother who's playing on the PJ tour. Uh, Nicholas, I think. Nicholas Thompson. Well, I, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I can't remember. I think it's Nicholas Thompson. Yeah, yeah. good super, golfer, like. super talented family. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous, like crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah. She's a super golfer as well. Extremely fit. Yeah, because she trains a lot in the gym. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of easy on the eyes. Quite well. similar to uh, Ricky Fowler's um, girlfriend, who trains a lot in the gym. There to we make go. Her so yeah. fit. 
Right, so Will and Barry's crushes have been revealed in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Open de España, the European Tour, is finally back in Europe. Woo-hoo. So this takes place at the Real Club de Golf El Prat in Barcelona. So it's the second time this club, uh, this course has hosted the Spanish Open. The last time was in 2011, and that was won by Thomas Aiken. But the uh, everyone's favorite golfer, Miguel Angel Jimenez, defends the title uh, he won last year. Oh, and speaking of Miguel. There was a lovely thing on, and I think it was Facebook or something like that today, and he uh, was there with his, uh, it was a pro-am obviously today, and they had a video up of him teaching his uh, his team. His pro-am guys. His pro-am guys, oh, how, nice. to play, uh, how to play golf, obviously you know, how to play golf. How to improve their, how to improve their swing, you know, so yeah, it was yeah. a very, very nice moment uh, where he was just, he was pretty much... I know it's going to sound so easy, but he was just swinging the ball. He was hitting a couple of shots. I think he didn't really care about the tournament, so to speak. And he was just kidding. He was very funny because he was going, uno, dos, tres, and go. <laughs> and you could see him. His swing was like, one, two, three, go. I don't know why I'm saying one, two, three. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Slovakian accent. Yeah, he got it. Slovakia, Spanish But it was a lovely, accent. lovely moment. And there was people asking him questions. And he was just there, like, being him in it, in mm. a way. Like, he was just doing what he does. Two bottles of Rioja and two yeah, bottles yeah, of time. Yeah. And two scars. birds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, a friend, a, a friend slash business uh, associate of my father's was away in Spain on holidays um, a couple of years ago. And just, you know, on holidays, off we, off we went down to the golf range, just playing the golf, you know, going for a couple of rounds of golf. The wife, she was not a golfer, was off doing whatever she was doing for the day. So he's just there on his own on the range. And who walks along only uh, him and his. So he just goes, oh, Miguel, is there any chance um, of a lesson? And he goes, sure, 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 you know. So, gives him about a half an hour lesson, and Miguel's like, oh, do you want to go? I recommend you come back tomorrow. He goes, oh, that'd be great. I'd love it. You know, same time, same place. Yeah, yeah, grand. Comes along the next day, has a lesson, and they end up going for a third day in a row. So, now he's prepared to pay thousands. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mind, you know, the guy, the guy has the means. He was quite happy to do so. Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked him in the first place. So, uh, the end of the third lesson, he just says, well, Miguel, what do I owe you for the lessons? And he says, 90 euro. And he goes, per lesson? Or, you know, and he goes, no, no, 30 euro per half an hour. That's what I charge. That's all the pros are in here. You charge for lessons. I'm not charging you anymore just because I'm a big golf star. And so he paid his 90 euro and he had three lessons from him and this. Just what a class act. Wow. Unbelievable. Oh, you just love him so yeah. much. Yeah. Every, every story you hear about him. And even the Keegan Bradley, Bradley incident, you still loved him. It just, it just builds. Yeah, the, it's just the everything. The legend it is him and Ed. So, you know, so fair play to him. He's great. Um, it's going to be a... The, the Spanish Open is usually a pretty tough tournament each year. You know, the, the best winning score in the last four years is 10 under. But the other ones are kind of like minus three, minus four, minus five. You know, So it's, they always have it set it up quite tough, which I like. I like seeing golf you know, being tough as well. You know, The birdies are fun, but... I've seen golf as a test and par as a target. Which we all like seeing golfers making it eat themselves sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it helps too. It helps our own egos. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, the course is a 7,298-yard par 72 designed by Greg Norman. So you're going to kind of want to keep the ball in play on the fairways to give yourself a, a chance. chance you know? yeah, yeah. Norman always kind of famous for being a great driver of the ball. So he, he will punish you if you're errant with your driver. Yeah. Um, Sergio Garcia um, hopes to overcome his disappointment and win the Spanish Open for I think the second time if my numbers are right uh, there's actually another thing on um, uh, yeah, is, yeah. another Facebook thing <laughs> I obviously spent all my time on Facebook yeah but, just, uh, just these two things he did all yeah, the yeah yeah but there was an ad there's a new ad out which is actually quite amusing um, although it's in Spanish and my Spanish wouldn't be quite uh, so good, but it's obviously advertising Spain, the Spanish Open, whatnot. Mm. But it has Sergio, Rafa Nadal, and a footballer. But I can't think, I don't know who the footballer is. They, okay. mention, they mention his name, but I don't know. I'm not a big football uh, fan. So, uh, And he was an older gentleman as well. So this could be a footballer from like the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're playing golf and. It's kind of quite similar to the, the McElroy Tiger ad from years ago, well, maybe a couple of years ago, where they're hitting golf balls and, you know, so the, the, the ball has been hit into the glass and yes, the, end of the yes, table yeah, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. How good are you? I can do better than that. Like, that's pretty, but they're doing it around Spain, oh, around no. where the golf, the golf competition is on. And Sergio is writing his name on his golf ball, then putting it down, hitting it. Yeah, and yeah, ends yeah. up in his dinner table and all that. So it actually is, uh, 
it's it's it's, it's quite amusing I'll for an ad. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I think nice the funny thing is the funny thing is the fact that it's Nadal as a tennis player yeah. and the soccer player. So that you can actually see their swings aren't great. But they're actually hitting these amazing golf shots. That's, that's actually quite amusing. God, I love computer graphics. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> so, Sergio is the market leader and by a long way, a 5 to 1. Um, Greedio is 20 to 1. Aiken is 25 to 1. Dubuisson, Fleetwood are also 25 to 1. Pablo Larathabal is 28 to 1, as is Francesco Molinari and Romain Wattel. Richie Ramsey's 33 to 1. Bordy, 30. Oh, sorry, Richie Ramsey's 30 to 1. Bordy, Allison, and Howell are 33 to 1. Allison, bit of form last week, back after an injury. 33 yeah. to 1 is a good price, and he's a real kind of grinder. Uh, he loves loves the battle and the fight. Yeah. Could be a good shout. Peter Uline's 40 to 1, and Jimenez, uh, Sullivan, and Raf Cabrera Bello are 40 to 1, as is Alex Narn and Anne. There's a lot of 40 to 1s there. How do you power count aside? There's also a lot of, uh, you call out a lot of Spanish names there. Yeah. And I just wanted to, there was another thing that I spotted on Facebook. <laughs> They're promoting Spain. Yeah. Yeah. You can say you found it on other social I, media. I don't know which, any other social yeah, yeah. media sites. W- Will's now on Twitter, Will Griffith308. Will Griffith308. Yeah. But I, I, I spotted this other lovely, lovely thing. Now, obviously, as golfers, we all know that, um, it was recently the four-year anniversary of uh, Severiano Ballesteros. Mm, last week was, it was last it? week. Yeah. I think it was last Saturday or something like that. They were, they were putting up on social media. They were saying, "Oh, please, in, in remembrance of Severi Ballesteros, mm. please go out and hit the impossible shot, Brilliant. or try the impossible shot." Yeah. Know? But anyway, there was a, a lovely, touching moment in the Spanish Open where they had all of the twenty-nine golfers who were competing in the Spanish Open. All the Spanish guys. Yeah, nice. yeah. Lined up in a kind of a curve. Uh, for a photo and in the middle uh, there was just a gap where they had a kind of TV broadcast scheme just with a picture of Seve so it was like he was there with the lads oh brilliant it was very it was just one of those touching moments where you're kind of going you know this is what it means to all of them Mm. they're they're his excuse me he's their hero yeah and always will be you know um, and for a lot of other people, there are Spanish as well. You know? Oh no, of course, but particularly for them, like, yeah. you know, that kind of way. He brought the the European golfers up to a level. You know, oh, kind he, of way. he changed golf in Europe. Yeah, he really did. And Tommy Jacklin yeah. as well. But Seve, because of who he was as a golfer and a competitor, mm. you know. But that was just a lovely moment um, that I saw. Can't remember where I saw it. Probably Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, Twitter. <laughs> Will Griffith three zero eight. Will Griffith three zero eight. Yeah, we need to we, actually. You know, we need to incentivize people. So let's say the first person to follow will and put in like and tag tag the podcast account as well at podcast GTS and just say I followed Will Griffith three zero eight. We'll send them a, a sign. Will will sign a golf ball and we'll send it to you. There we All go. Right, but then you have, we'll to, do you have to send the details. Then well, as we well. can do. We can work that out. We can work that out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll sign a golf ball. Yeah, and I'll send it to you. Yeah. Uh, you also have to put down the message. Uh, if there's any particular golf balls you're allergic to, <laughs> yeah. just in case you're, you're celiac or anything like that, <laughs> just, just put it down. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so Will Griffith three oh eight, and uh, at podcast GTS. Yeah, just tag it in there. Say I followed Will Griffith three zero eight, and tag us, and we'll, we'll that's a great we'll idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm maybe really yeah, maybe for anyone else who you know, the first person gets it, and anyone else, uh, we'll put the rest the into the draw. First person for another... gets it, and then the hundredth yeah. person gets it. There, oh, look at that! Don't you? Yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> That gives us a bit of time yeah, exactly. <laughs> to save up for the second yeah. golf ball. <laughs> uh, the PGA Tour moves on to the Wells Fargo Championship this week in Quail Hollow in North Carolina. This is a great golf course, so good that it's hosting the 2017 PGA Championship. Yeah, it's it's a big, it's a beast, it's a big beast. golf course. It can stretch just over seven and a half thousand yards. Um, Ricky Fowler had his breakthrough win here in 2012. Rory McIlroy had his in 2010. Derek Ernst had his in 2011, 11. 2013. One or the other. Hang on, I've got my facts here in front of me. It was one other. Kind of, they're pretty much calling it the breakthrough golf course. You know, it's yes, the, it's it helps. Yeah, the young kids that kind of break through. There was another one, Anthony Kim. Anthony Kim, two thousand eight. Yes, Anthony Kim, the, the recluse golfer. You know, his weight. You know, has a huge payout for you know his injury. If he doesn't go back to playing pro golf, and we'll send Joe's articles, they're fascinating. Ooh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can, he can get like an eight-figure payout if he doesn't go back to playing pro golf from an injury. Or he can go back to playing pro golf and he won't get the insurance payout. 
So he's holding off. Well, but they don't know. Like, there's you know, there's loads of rumors. I'm sorry, yes, but I'm, I'm speculating here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, um, well, well, we don't know. For, nobody really knows for sure. Like, there's loads, like, you know, I've heard there's loads of rumors. You can go, you can go off and play practice rounds and shoot insane numbers, you know. So who knows what's really going on? But if it affects his career as a pro golfer, exactly. Yeah, so he can't play. So he gets the insurance payout. I guess the articles on the there are brilliant. Really fascinating reading. Wow. Um, the, this course is also home to the famous Green Mile stretch of holes. You know, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen is one of the toughest stretches on tour. Uh, seventeen and eighteen were the hardest two finishing holes on tour last year. So yeah. you know, you really got to hit the quality shots coming down the stretch and hang on. You know, almost get to your score by fifteen and then just hold on for dear life. Dear and life. Try par. Just remember him. the eighteen is it's a par five, isn't it? Oh no, it's a, it's a long, long par four. Yeah, there's like a four, a four. There's a par four, a par three, and a par four. And I think one is five oh eight. Then the par three is a huge one, so well over two hundred yards. And then the eighteenth is an uphill, like 480, 490 yards. There was one time where Ricky Fowler hit that clutch shot in real tight on yeah, like, yeah. against Rory McIlroy in the playoff. Yeah, to win. Oh, that's right, yeah, when McElroy, yeah. he won it, yeah. So, speaking of McElroy, he is obviously the market leader, and by a mile, this is kind of like Tiger Woods' dominance odds. He's 3-1 to one to win this yeah. week. And then it's a huge leap out to Stenson at 18-1. to one. Mickelson and Furyk are 20-1. to one. You know, Jim Furyk, doesn't matter how long the golf course is, he seems to find a way to do it, as he, he did there uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, one point of note, and he has just pulled out today. Right. Just in case anyone's going to put their money on him, it's just an announcement Don't, on Twitter. He won't be available. He won't be available. Yeah. Save your two euro. <laughs> Hideki Matsuyama, 22 to 1. Bill Haas, after being over 100 to 1 last week, I had 170s on Betfair. I think it was the regular bookies had about 125. Wow. Boom, he's back to 25 to 1. They've all of a sudden remembered Bill Haas' yeah. quality well, golfer. Well, I think Bill Haas has remembered he's a quality golfer as well. It seems so. Uh, JB Holmes, winner last year, is 28 to 1. Patrick Reed, Adam Scott are 30 to 1. Kevin Kisner, loser in the playoff last week. 33 to 1 uh, Louis Oosthuizen 35 to 1 Ryan Moore is also 35 to 1 Justin Thomas 40 Hunter Mahan Ben Martin are 45 to 1 Ben Martin one shot off the playoff last week yeah. good odds Sean O'Hare is 50 to 1 he's a previous winner of this event back in change tab quickly uh, back in 2009 good vibes going so back to a place he's won before days. Uh, O'Hare 2009, Rory 2010, Lucas Glover 2011, Ricky Fowler 2012, Ernst 2013, JB Holmes 2014. All the guys, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, Lucas Glover wouldn't have been too young; he's in his forties now. Um, and rounding out, we have yeah Gary Woodland 55 to one. That's for a course that suits bombers. And for somebody who played so well only a couple of weeks ago on the match play, you know, losing to the world number one in the final. 55 to 1 are great odds. And you don't need to be too accurate here. So his kind of loose driving that yeah. you pointed out last week won't affect him too much on this golf course. I think they're all like, uh, the reason why, well, one of the reasons why McElroy is 3 to 1 is the fact that the greens in Wells, he obviously knows and he likes. Hmm. The big thing for McElroy is obviously getting um, his ball striking off the tee and getting his proximity to the hole. And if you saw, if you saw his stats in the players, he was... Uh, first in driving and first in proximity to the hole. I have the strokes gained here. Yeah, he, he was very good. Where are we? He was tight. Yeah, he was third in driving, gained 1.1 strokes in the field. He was 11th in the approach shots, gained 1.2 shots in the field. His short game wasn't great, but that's because his long game was so great. Yeah, you know, yeah, he didn't he have to hit too many short games. His putting, he lost half a stroke that was the, the field. So, so that was what killed him. The putting so, killed him, but there, no. now in this case, he knows these greens, he likes these greens. In Wells, anyway. Rory just gets on the blower to Dave Stockton and goes, Dave, what did you yeah. see on the TV last week? What do I need what to fix? Wrong? He goes, yeah, bang, off at the go. beginning of the, At the beginning of the players, first and foremost, I saw him um, practicing on the practice area, and he was practicing off one of those kind of like tray things, you know, the kind, mm. of, like, the, the kind of glass kind of trays yes. that you have to hit off it or something, and your putter can't hit it or something like that. Mm. But then when I actually saw him on the greens, the first couple of holes, he was he was stabbing at the ball. He was doing a real what I would do if I felt a little bit under pressure, that I'd, I'd forget to swing through the ball and just hit at the ball. It was kind of pop-stroking, yeah, but that's not his pop. style of putting. Yeah, no, no. and I was watching it go, and he was kind of started in that. And that was because like, he wasn't comfortable with the putts. You could see the ones yeah. that he actually got into the hole were the ones that he actually stroked. Just kind of flowed through it. Yeah. I noticed a couple of his putts last week, he was kind of hitting the top of the ball off the very bottom edge of the putter. Yeah. I, mean, I just, that's I, just I think he just, I just don't think he was comfortable on the greens at all. He, he did say he kind of struggled to read the greens all week. So yeah. I mean, for some 
if that's a bad week for Rory McIlroy, totally. top 10, you know, four shots off the lead. Yeah. Clearly, he'll have that sorted in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, the US Open's not too far away. Yeah. The Irish Open, which is a huge one for the, us. And got the Bridgestone. Oh, got my tickets to Irish Open uh, in the post. Nice. Game yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a great stretch of golf coming up now with the Wells Fargo here. And then we have the Bridge BMW Stone. PGA Championship is uh, next he'll, week. Yeah, the, this one that McElroy won last year to get him into the, yeah. into the swing of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah After exactly. up, it wasn't the Yeah, yeah, dump the wag to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, dump the wag to win. Then yeah. we have, you know, the... Irish Open. The Irish Open. Um, then we're into the Open. The, no, no, the US, US Open. The US first. Open, yeah, yeah. And oh, the season is just—it's—it's ah, it's, it's ridiculous time it's, for it's just big week weekends. after big week after big week now. Yeah. So uh, excellent, looking forward to it. Yeah, boom! Come Listen, on, McElroy! Come on, McElroy! Yeah, Will's gonna send you love hearts. Yeah. Send send McElroy a sign ball. Maybe maybe he'll follow you after you do that. I'm not allowed legally. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I, and I I'm not allowed to send anything to Kirsty Gallagher either, <laughs> <laughs> except your love over there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, look, that wraps us up for the week. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, yeah. If you need to get in touch with us, it's at Podcast GTS. Don't forget to follow Will at Will Griffith three zero eight, and yeah. our emails are goodtalkspod.gmail.com. If um, if you have any issues with the iTunes, get in touch with us on Twitter. We're going to keep retweeting the podcast, the Podbean uh, link direct to the account I think there's a Podbean app as well you can get us on yeah. uh, we'll put up all the details on Twitter so look thanks a million for listening enjoy the golf this week play well if you're playing and we'll talk to you then next week bye bye well you're fine bye bye